Hello? Dude, he's here. What? Yeah, I know. He's here? The Hulk. In the house? Yeah! podcast here and beautiful i am bumwine bob and today i'm joined by jesse now now your last name if you want to say i don't want to i don't want to butcher <laughs> it or anything <laughs> it's cool crack out okay okay all right because i saw it and i'm like uh it could go a couple different ways <laughs> so I'm right like, right it's all good so so well any, anyway thanks for uh hanging out with me here tonight and coming on the show, I mean, it's been a, a month or so in the making that we've tried to coordinate, and and as we were saying right before I hit the record button, that you know technology does not always want to cooperate at the no. opportune times, but but hell, we're gonna make it work some yeah. way or another. I I now have nine nine uh, recordings remaining this month for free through this app that I'm using. So so we'll make the most of it uh, here cool. today. But the main reason we're here is for a a very special podcast on Bumming with Bobcat. And those of you out there might know, you might not know about the legendary. Hulk Rules album by Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. Now, back in 2015, I did a tribute podcast to the legendary album. This was probably a couple months after I just started my show. And what better way to, you know, bring people in than to spread the good word of of Hulk Hogan and the uh, and the Wrestling <laughs> Boot Band. And right. And you you actually reached out to me. I guess you must have, in your travels, found the post on my site, and you that's dropped right. you dropped the link in there saying, "Oh yeah, this that's that's great, but has it sounded like this?" And you dropped the link in there to your album, which is available to download. And I hit the play button, and and I was hooked. And oh. it is a a fresh take on the legendary classic album. So how how does somebody 
decide they want to follow in the footsteps of the legendary Hulk Hogan and <laughs> and record uh, the same album. Well, first of all, no one can fill those big boots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we we, we, we got to be uh, realistic. You know, it's it's funny. Um, I've I've always loved that album. My brother and I are obsessed with that album. We talk about it all the time because it's like a very confusing album. You know, if if you love wrestling, if you love Hulk Hogan, the context of that, it, it, nothing about that album makes sense. You know, the context <laughs> of that album being made, you know, uh, pre-NWO, you know, you know, after he was in WCW, um, you know, he, he was, what, 95? So this is pre-NWO, but this is way after Hulkamania. Yeah, yeah. So just the, the, t- the timing of a rap rock record for him to put out, it's just, like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, it's like why? It's like why? Like who thought it was a a good idea? I mean, I mean, it's a great idea, you know, for for us. To, <laughs> right. But you know, to be taken seriously, I mean, uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and who was buying that album then? But but as we, you know, my we um, my brother has written some really funny stuff about the album, but we would talk about it and, and I was listening to it and I was thinking, all right, these, these are songs in the sense that these songs, these things have been recorded and we can listen to them, you know, back with our ears. But are these songs in the sense that the content of them, the substance of them, what is there? And in some songs, uh, they're they're baffling, like the Hulksters in the house, or or you know, the whole rules. It's, 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 it's a roll, it's a roller coaster of emotions, I guess you could say. The <coughs> the album, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know, Bob. Not only is it a roller coaster of emotions, but I think it's. I think the best example of that roller coaster would be the last two songs, because the last song, the last second, last song is sort of the most infamous one, which is "The World Lost Another Hulkamaniac." Um, you know, his, his ballad about a make-a-wish kid from Britain who had written the Hulkster letter saying how he was a huge fan and um, he wanted to come see him wrestle and apparently Hulk made arrangements for him when he was in England wrestling at what Wembley Stadium or Wembley Arena. Uh, he had arranged this kid to be set up and have a seat front row. Hulk comes out that day to wrestle. He looks to where that he looks into the crowd to where that kid should be sitting. The kid's not there and he realizes that the kid is gone. The kid has passed away. And the whole song is about not the kid's life, but the fact that the kid will never see Hulk Hogan wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's so obnoxious, right? But meanwhile, Hulk is singing it. You know, he's, he's crooning. It's the only song where it's only a song, it's only a al- uh, song on the album where he's singing. But yet, right after that song ends, is the, is the title track, The Hulk Rules, which Hulk doesn't sing on. Uh, apparently, he plays bass on it, but <laughs> which is weird. But um, yeah, well, apparently, apparently, he's a legendary uh, bass player. I don't know if if you've heard those uh, stories that he's he's told that he had the chance to be in Metallica. I at, heard about at that one point. Too, so so man, he's he's <laughs> legit, you know. <laughs> He's got those slap bass chops. Well, exactly. Okay, so so on Hulk rules, I guess there is some you know there is some slap bass stuff, and I'm a bass player, so you know that stuff should appeal to me. Yeah. But 
I, it's more surprising the fact that he doesn't sing on it. And on that song, Hulk Rules, there's this random session singer sing. Um, what's the first verse? When he steps into the ring, he's ready for the fight. His 24-inch pythons are loaded up tonight. Everybody's talking trash, but you know that talk is cheap. If you mess with the Hulkster, he'll rearrange your teeth. <laughs> so, so, so it goes from talk about the roller coaster of emotion. It goes from this sensitive song about him, you know, wanting to take care of this kid, and and you know, this he'll, he'll never see this kid. And then the next, you know, seconds later, he's beating the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's all over the place, you know, and it's all over the place. Yeah, and. I mean, like I said, I mean, this was 1995 when this came out, yeah. and you know, at the time, I mean, I I knew of the album at at the time, and and I was you know I was watching you know Hulk in WCW at the time that you know this album came out, but I mean, this was you know before the internet, before having mm-hmm. access to all this stuff right at your fingertips. So I think I had heard about it in passing about this album. And maybe they played commercials on TV or I might have seen it in one of the magazines or something. But you know, yeah. it wasn't until, you know, years later of, you know, getting on the internet and being able to, you know, you know, download wrestling themes and, you know, finding mm-hmm. people, you know, file sharing and stuff like that that I finally, you know, had the chance to, you know, download some of the songs and 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 enjoy it. And to this day, you know, if I want to, you know, annoy my friends, I mean, I put on, you know, <laughs> the, I mean, uh, Holsters in the house, or you know, oh, man. if I want to bring down the room, you know, like you said, Holster in heaven, you know, is always yeah, one to, right. uh, you know, goddamn the Holster in heaven, the fucking Holster in heaven. Sorry, I forgot, I I, I misquoted the, the title. Um, yeah, it, it, that's a, it's an interesting thing. So when you I don't, there's definitely the idea about saying, you know, you have to hear this album, I want to know you. But I also think that it gets to a point where maybe when we first heard this album, hey, it's so, you know, that, that, that idea of something being so bad, it's good, which I don't necessarily ascribe to, but subscribe to, but I think after listening to it for a while, you just, you, you actually like it. You, you're actually, you're interested. Yeah, in it. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. Like, you're like, oh man, this is so bad, it's so bad, yet I'm going to keep playing it over and over again. Yeah. And then next thing you know, yeah. you're singing along with it, you know, you're driving in the car and you don't even have it on, but you still have the music in your head, you're humming along <laughs> to it. And it just kind of like, yeah. it kind of takes over your life with the, you know, the the Hulk, it, the Hulk rules. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I, I mean, it did take over my life. What, what happened? Well, was, yeah, um, if you went as far yeah. as to to re-record this album, then yes, for it, it did take over. I mean, like I said before, the the dedication for somebody to go through <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and record it, you know, with your own fresh take on all the different songs. I mean, I give you a lot of credit for the the dedication to do that. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I mean, I also think. If you're going to do something, you know, uh, someone ambitious, you, you kind of have to go all the way. Otherwise, it's sort of being a poser. And I, um, this summer I started listening to it again because I was, you know, I, I think in some ways, I don't know if you feel this way, but this is kind of the best time to be a wrestling fan. You know, the, 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 there's some great, 
I think the WWE is doing some really cool stuff. Um, there's all sorts of different things that we, different promotions and, and um, companies that, that we can just check in with. And obviously tons and tons of great podcasts and live events. Um, there's just so much content out there and there's just, there's smart marks like us that, you know, we, we like to talk to each other. We yeah, like to think yeah, about these yeah. things. There's so, you know, much, and, yeah, there's so much variety. There's so much access to, you know, all the, the things today, like with the network and, you know, I can yeah. sit here. I mean, I spend 90% of the time when I want to go to watch something on the WWE network is just me kind of like scrolling through, you know, the list of, <laughs> of shows at half the time. Yeah. I never end up picking something because I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to watch this. And, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. this one. This one was pretty good. And then, you know, next right. thing you know, it's like a half hour later, and I still haven't, you know, picked something. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm moving on to something else now. Yeah, there's so much. And I think, to me, that that, that excitement of really seeing everything that's out there it's, um, and, and being in tune with all these different, uh, all, all the content that's out there, it made me want to go back and listen to the whole rules again. And as I did, I started thinking, because I'm a musician, I was thinking it would be a challenge for me to see if I could reinvent these songs. Because I love covering people's songs. I do a lot of tribute shows in New York City um, with different acts. Sometimes, like I have a all-male Madonna cover band called Mandonna. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and so it's sort of, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff like that and, and, you know, even some more esoteric stuff. So I want to sort of, bring that M.O. to Hulk Rules, and and just as a joke, I was thinking, okay, the, the first song I thought about was Make American Made a Reggae Song, you know, because it's going to be this patriotic reggae Right, song, yeah, which, yeah. And I was like, like, that could be funny, and then I just started thinking, like, oh, wait, these, you know, um, I want to be a Hulkamaniac, which is just, uh, you know, the recording it is, you know, it it sounds... It, it, the the men on that singing on that chorus they sound so bored and apathetic <laughs> yeah. and you know what I mean like are we, are we done yet is this song over yet we still have to record is this more song of over this? Yet? it's like yeah 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 and it's endless right that song goes on forever right so well, I, I you want to be a whole maniac <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, yeah want to have endless, fun with my right, family and friends I mean that's who right doesn't? I mean, who doesn't who doesn't live by that motto every day. I mean, <laughs> every day, right? That's right. So you might as well sing the song all day, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and now, and now, now you have a fresh take on how to sing it. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, well, question for you because I, 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 was there ever a time where you got out of wrestling, or have you always been in it since since day one? I was, I was, I, I was a fan. I started watching in '93 was when mm-hmm. I first started. Actually, July 4th, when Lex Luger body slammed Yokozuna on the ah, USS Intrepid. It was around that time when I started to get into it as a kid. And from there... Well, from, the end of Hulkamania. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, but then when, when Hulk went to WCW, I mean, even at that time, I was always, you know, going to the video store, you know, renting the tapes. So I was kind of catching up on all the the stuff I missed, you know, mm. over the years, and then when he went to WCW, then I started watching that stuff, so from from 93 to around 2004, I watched pretty much, you know, non-stop, 
and then I mm. fell off from 04 to 2011, uh, about, and then then pretty much from 2011 to today, I've been pretty, you know, steady with it, uh, you yeah. know, watching, you know, since then. I mean, it's it's kind of tough these days, you know, to kind of keep up with all the stuff that goes on and you know i can't oh, i can't sit through three hours of raw these days i mean that's that's tough <laughs> yeah man i i gotta say like even last week uh you know i last week when um uh was uh bobby lashley and and baron and um mcintyre had that match against elias and, and that whole thing you know even just the promo and the match it was cool but it was it was Freaking endless, yeah, man. yeah, it just seems to drag on so much, and it's like, yeah. you know, I'll watch, so I'll watch like bits and pieces, but then, you know, the day after, you know, I'll, you know, go online and I'll, you know, read the recaps and then, you know, watch some of the clips, you know, right. stuff like that. So you don't really need to sit there and watch everything these days. You can keep up with everything. Then, you know, I try to watch all the, you know, 50,000, you know, pay per view events and everything <laughs> they, yeah, have, yeah. they have now on the network. But but yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's like you said, it's so much content and everything that's out there, you know, it's like okay, who has the time, you know, sit down, okay, three hours this night, two hours the next night, you know, and sit through yeah. a whole show. I mean not like in the old days, I mean I would sit through raw no problem. Of course. You know, it's, I mean, it's, and, and, it's yeah. tough it's tough now, but I mean you know Well, but then again, I mean, for me and I totally agree with you, but when I was Super into it. I mean, I I first got into it. I'm I'm 41, right? And um, in '84, I have an I have an older brother, right? He's two years older than me, and he came home one day and he said that he liked wrestling. And I guess he had slept over at a friend's house, and they had MSG, and um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I like wrestling." And before I know it, he was buying wrestling magazines, yeah. and we were watching him. And so you know, I I saw WrestleMania and one and two on closed caption TV, you know, at the sports arena in Los Angeles from, from, and, um, you know, so between 84 and, and I guess right before WrestleMania three, I was totally obsessed. And then I was out of it for a long time. And then I got back into it, ironically enough at King of the ring 98, Okay. which is, and, but then for the next four years, I mean, or, me five years. I was so in it, just yeah. like you said. No, like yeah, I that, was, that was the that was the bread and butter, you know, for at least people yeah. in in our age range, you know, with the Attitude Era and totally. know, the, the late nineties. I mean, everything is compared to that <laughs> now, at least you know, by most people, you know, say, so, oh, you know, everything was great then, and then you go back and watch some of that stuff now, and it doesn't hold up That's as okay. well. But, um... Oh man, just <laughs> it, it it. Well, I think a lot of people talk about it. Obviously, in terms of revenue, I mean, like oh, yeah. the money that they're fucking making. Yeah. But uh, I I just did this um, live uh, show called "The Best There Ever Was" um, in New York. It's like, like a talk show about wrestling. It was really funny, and um, there was a woman on on the uh, show. Her name is uh, what Lucy T. She has a show on on YouTube, and she was talking about how. She was jealous of young girls growing up who were growing up with, you know, Becky Lynch and, and uh, Alexa Bliss and, and you, know, all, um, you know, Sasha Banks, this, this new crop of really cool women wrestlers. 
because when she grew up, it was matches like the cat right, and stable. Yeah, yeah, it was the, it and was yeah. the bra and panty matches, and, and which Oof. was not real wrestling. Which I mean, I, I mean for you know teenagers and time. stuff, it was it was sure. great. I mean, <laughs> but you're right; it does not. It, it's it's so it does not hold up at yeah, all. It's yeah. very cringeworthy, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like you're like, ooh, they like, and I, and I don't listen for every and even from all the podcasts and stuff that I listen to now, and you know when they go back and look at those, you know, old shows and it's like, oh yeah, you guys put this on TV and thought it was a good idea and it was like, well yeah, at the time it was. I mean, going back you yeah. know, 20 years uh, 20 years in the future, it, it's not uh, it's not a good idea. <laughs> you, you couldn't get away no. with it today, that's for sure. Yeah, and, 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 and you shouldn't but also, you know it's funny because Definitely, the I mean, maybe is the the rise of the internet and obviously all these great podcasts. Because, like you said, you don't need to watch the three hour raw; you can watch the highlights. But also, if you really love wrestling, you like the this. You like, you want to hear people talk about wrestling who have your same opinions, or, you know, who w- experience it the same way. That's why I love listening to wrestling podcasts because it's how we absorb it. And right. you know, it, I, I'm I'm interested in how you, Bob, grew up you know, watching wrestling and how that would affect your take on, you know, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, like I've, you know, like I, I gotta be honest. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know, it, but it, you know, you like that guy because, um, maybe you were into Magnificent Morocco or somebody like right, that. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's, it's all, you, you see bits and pieces of, of older characters and stuff and stuff that mm. you were drawn to at that time that you see in somebody today and you're like, oh, that reminds me of, you know, this guy. So, okay, I can get behind him and, and support totally. him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when I fell in love with Jericho. And, and I, I was always a WWF guy, especially in the Attitude Era, but... I would flip through, like we all would do, and, you know, it was Rey Mysterio and, what, Juventud and, um, and Jericho. And I love Jericho because he reminded me of Rowdy Piper in his, in his prime. You know, that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. See, I can see, yeah, I can see the, you know, the comparison, yeah. you know, with the attitude and, and everything, you sure. know. And like, and like you said, and you're going through and everybody had their, yeah, I was that way too, you know, you, I mean, it was the best was going back and forth between the shows and recording them and everything. Mm. And I still have, sitting behind me, I still have a, a shelf behind me with the VHS tapes, you know, that I've recorded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, from awesome. there. So, so, I mean, it's, I mean, will I go back and watch them? At this point, I don't really have a reason to with all the... You know, Raws and Nitros on the <laughs> on the network now, but but you know, Bob, you know the interesting though, um, and and I'm telling you this as I'm looking at a picture of me, my friend, and Al Snow and the Blue Blazer that was taken in an autograph setting. <laughs> That's me. I'm looking at that right now, but um, <laughs> uh, to go along with your VHS tapes, but I wonder if you were to go back and watch it, do you have all the commercials taped as well? Yeah, and yeah, all, all the that, promos. Yeah, 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 all that stuff's in there. I think all that stuff is real. I I love watching that. Like I, I love watching old NWA, you know, from '87, and, and seeing Jim Cornette, and, and seeing all the promos, and seeing, you know, where the matches were going to be booked. Because you know, sometimes these matches were really were booked 
in high school gymnasiums. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's fucking Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, what? I'm a big I'm a big uh, nostalgia person too. Uh, as well, yeah. so even going back and you're just seeing, you know, commercials from that that time and, you know, going back and saying, oh, I remember, you know, that or, you know, you see a, a movie trailer or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. that was going on during the time of, you know, these shows along with yeah. it too. So, it, so it's, it's stuff like that that you're not going to get when you watch the show on the, the network now. I mean... You get the you know, the high quality presentation there. I mean, compared to if I you know hook up the VCR and play one of these mm-hmm. tapes, you know, uh, uh, I'm gonna be like squinting at the TV, not being able to <laughs> make out like right. what is this? You know, after you know recording it on like the lowest setting, so I could fit you know like like four Three episodes, hours yeah. yeah, on right, yeah, on yeah, one yeah. tape. But at the time, that was. That was what you had to do. I mean, you'd be flipping back yeah. and forth. I'd record one show, watch watch the other, and I mean, it was oh. a a great time to 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 be a fan. And you know, you don't want to you know keep you know reiterating that every time, saying oh, you know, that was the the best time. But I mean, for people that grew up in that era, I mean, personally, I think it it was. I mean, like you said, stuff might not hold up today like it Mm -hmm. like we thought it was then but you know it was a different world (laughs) at the time and we had we had different priorities then so if you wanted to you know see some some brawn panty matches and people getting hit in the head with chairs and thrown through tables i mean that was what you were looking for at the time well yeah and there were certainly Obviously, some of it is dated, and and certainly, I think in in the WWF at the time, I think because of this whole shades of gray thing, not necessarily having your baby faces and your heels, sometimes matches were were kind of meaningless. You know, I, I think of matches between like X Pac and D'Lo Brown, for example. We had a lot of matches. They didn't really, you know, they had some cool spots, and some good power bombs, and you know, the crowd shopping. But there was no heat between them, really. Right. Even when yeah. it was the Nation and DX. But, you know, as opposed to the bra and panties or the, the TLC. But the thing is, with all that said, you know, there are a few tables, ladders, and chairs matches that are just fucking legendary, right? right. Like, yeah. you, you, you need those. You don't need those meaningless matches. But what you really need is I mean, Rock and Austin. That's that to me. That's the greatest feat of all oh, time. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah definitely. I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and and I mean, as much as I love Hulk, obviously I love Hulk. He he was infallible. I mean, he he was uh, he was like Mickey Mouse. Or yeah. <laughs> like, he, never, he he never he always won. He he always won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, so how did how did you feel about? I mean, I know you were the Hulkamaniac. You know, you did the. Hulk Rules album, so how did you feel about the heel Hulk Hogan and the NWO Hulk Hogan? Were you still with them on that, that I get, bandwagon, or... I came to it a little bit after, you know, like, I guess this was 98, but um, I actually really liked it because I thought that the whole train and, and, and you know, uh, eat your vitamins thing, while I loved it at the time... It, it, at the time, it seemed very dated, you yeah. know, 
you know, especially when you're dealing with DX and stuff like that. It was cool to see him try to be tough. I liked him also because it, was, it seemed, maybe it's just the advertising of it, his wrestling seemed more aggressive. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, then again, then you get to the matches against Ultimate Warrior and some of these really slow matches against Nash. But the psychology, even of, like, the finger po- uh, poke of doom and, and Bash at the Beach against Jeff Jarrett, there was something that was captivating. You know, I was really... I've always been interested in Hulk Hogan. I mean, I guess that's the only way I can put it. Yeah, no, you know, no definitely. You know. yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's something just with the, with the character in general and, like you said, the way he was able to... To, to morph it from, you know, the training and saying your prayers, the, yeah. the all-American, you know, baby face, and then turning to this this badass heel, you know, arrogant and, you know, cocky, you know, doing the, you know, total, you know, 180 on the, right. on the character. I mean, I was, and I was the same way, too, with him. I was like, I was a, a Hulk Hogan fan, and even when he turned and, joined the NWO and they created that stuff it was like it was like man these guys are it was the the cool heels you know that was like yeah, yeah okay they're bad guys but but they were cool and, you know he was with Hall and Nash and, and they were cool from their their time in the WWF so yeah. it was like it was like okay you know I can I can deal with this you know it's cool <laughs> but it, it, you know yeah absolutely but it, I find it very interesting to listen to the stories now about how, you know, bringing in Hall and Nash and um, even, even you know, Piper and Savage and all those guys sort of uh, uh, bitch off and those guys using name guys to, to bolster their quote-unquote brand. Reading about it now, it's so interesting because you can see how the NWO really was the changing of the guard, even though those guys had been around for years. I mean, Scott Hall was in, what, AWA in the right, 80s, yeah, you know? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And reinventing yourself and creating these reinventing you know, yourself, new characters. Yeah. You know, taking, you know, one aspects of, you know, like, at least for Hall and Nash, you know, the Razor and Diesel characters and, you know, just adding a new edge to it with their own personalities. Yeah, and, and, and Hulk... Well, then, then, then he was Hollywood, right? I mean, even that was a, you know, obviously a, a conscious move, right? It, it, it legitimized the whole thing. It just it it totally legitima- legitimized the NWO. It, it legitimized the WCW and that change. Having Hulk, it, it, it wouldn't have worked if it was anyone else. And <laughs> what's so weird is that. A year before that, he records this shitty rap rock <laughs> album called Hulk Cruel. I think that was the I think that was the genesis of the of the turn right there. Was I guess the <laughs> the foul reception that the album got was what really made him uh, change his philosophy. He saw the backlash that the that yeah, the, he's like this ain't working anymore. Yeah, the, yeah. the whole Kogan and the Wrestling Boot Band album got, and he said, "Man, if the fans can't get behind this, then you know I gotta I gotta turn. <laughs> I gotta change it all up. Yeah, yeah." But then again, you know, it's like talking to my friend about this, and he was asking me some questions about my album, and I said, well, you know, he wanted to know how long it took, and it took, my album took about a month to, like, soup the nuts, I, you know, in terms of arranging it and then, you know, finishing it 
you know, putting the, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. And uh, I said, you know, each song would pretty much take me two days. I have I have two kids, so I got to, you know, I have, you know, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I can't be in a studio eight hours a day. You got to juggle your priorities and <laughs> right. make time. But then, but then my friend was saying, he's like, yeah, you probably spend more time on uh, one song that they did on the whole album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That old kid. <laughs> because you, there's just things, there's just choices that aren't choices. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was like going to say, I mean, like, because how far do you go into the preparation of, of this? You know, you have to pull out the... Like the the lyrics for all of them, and then decide what type of music you wanna do with them. I mean, do you use any of the original album in there, or you re- you recorded yeah, everything yeah, yeah. yourself? Uh, oh no, I record I re-recorded everything myself. Yeah, and I played all the instruments and I, I sang it all. But um, you know, I uh, some songs I use the exact lyrics without changing anything sometimes i'll take the lyrics and i'll i'll thicken them up like the song bad to the bone on the on the album it's like two and a half minutes jimmy hart sings it and a lot of the song is like motorcycles revving (laughs) and it's it's a short song that doesn't really do anything (laughs) and i thought it would be really funny to take that song and make it really long and complex like a like a almost like a prog rock Stevie Wonder song, and I wound up using all these references to to, to wrestlers. You know, I, there's you know, I in that song there's probably fifteen quote you know references to other wrestlers that are not in the original album. So that was kind of a take. It's like not, I want to use this album almost as a source to write to make a new song, and I wanted every song to be stylistically different like having a hardcore song against right, a reggae yeah, song yeah. again yeah, like, yeah, like i said for you it's a variety of different styles for a lot of the songs so like i said you have kind of like one you know rock song then you know the the reggae song and you're kind of like like wait what is this now you know i'm i was up at right. this level and now now right. you're bringing it it's down to another though. one yeah you know right well i i think uh, it's funny because I, I would imagine that, you know, uh, Hulk and, and I guess what's JJ is, is JJ McGuire is the big guy behind it. And, and obviously not the South. Um, I, I would imagine they didn't think of that. This as a concept album, yeah. <laughs> but, but, the, but the more guys, like the more that, you know, guys like you and I listen to it, you, you do see the over, you know, you, you see it as a concept album. I don't want to say it's like Tommy or, like, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar, right, yeah. but it's a very consistent theme, you know, even though it's it's about this guy Hulk, who Hulk is all about this, but then he's all about that, but then he's all about this, and then he's all about yeah, that. And, hey, and, you know? and it did reach number 12 on the Billboard's Kid album charts, the original did it really? Hulk Rules album. Yep, yep, so... So give him credit. He couldn't crack the top ten, but he got he <laughs> got very 12. yeah he got very close. He made it to the top twelve. Couldn't crack that top ten, but you know right. maybe um you know because I I had hoped when I did my original you know tribute on on my podcast in 2015 you know that was you know the 20 year you know anniversary mm-hmm. of the album you know I had hoped that 
you know, maybe they would have like re-released it, you know, for everybody. Remastered yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. remastered, you know, enhanced it, you know, digital download, maybe get like a behind-the-scenes DVD <laughs> out Oh, of it. God, I love that. Oh, can you imagine the making of Hulk Rules? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to see the studio... <laughs> Of you know Hulk there you know you know rapping along and and singing. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see him like you know recording. I mean, I would love to see him like recording bass tracks. I mean, yeah, wouldn't that yeah, be interesting see, to see? Yeah, I'd like to see that. Like, what would, would do you think he'd be wearing the tights and the spandex? Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Or be wearing... yeah, definitely. What what he what he's wearing in the promo shot? You know, with just like the the red you know spandex and the yellow cowboy boots and the the yellow Hulkster you know shirt. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's probably what he walked into the studio uh, wearing <laughs> to record. And his nice um, Hulk, uh, you know, uh, wrist uh, sweatbands, you know, too. The wrist you know, sweatbands, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get hot in there. you got to wipe that sweat from your your brow right. as you're uh, recording, so. That's right. Those pythons might be glistening, man, if you're, yeah. <laughs> you're rapping about. Yeah, yeah. yeah see see yeah. him and Jimmy, you know, going back and forth, you know, singing. Taking rapping, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then, it, but then, it's like, okay, so, okay, so there's, so let's talk about that. So, Jimmy sings two songs on the album by himself. Okay, Linda sings one song on the album by herself. Um, this nameless guy sings Hulk rules, real uh, American made by himself. And then people singing uh, Hulkster's in the house, they pretty much sing it by themselves. What is the... Why did they... Why did they think that was a good idea? <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, it's such a convoluted yeah, like way of thinking. It's all, it's all over the place. You know, it's not like, you know, Hulk is singing every song on the album, right. which, which you would kind of think it would be. You know, if absolutely. It's the, if absolutely. it's the you know the Hulk Rules album, it's Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band. So you know he's the front man of the group. Well, dude, I well, mean, dude, like okay, so let, let's say Stone Cold puts out an album, but on some songs, like he's like playing tambourine, yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. like like, like it, it doesn't make any fucking sense, man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like. God. Like we were saying before, it's kind of like they're just kind of throwing throwing shit against the wall, and you know, seeing what what sticks. And like, oh, we have these ideas for songs, and <laughs> and and how they came up with those song ideas to begin with is another. Oh God! Show. Like I don't know well, how. <laughs> well, they have nothing. They, well, yeah, my my brother like talked about Beach Patrol, which um, I just. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, what that well, song yeah, Beach Patrol. But, I mean, was one, I mean, because I think what brought this album to my attention a lot more too was on um, on Wrestle Crap. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever went on the site. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, okay. back in and this was back in the day on like the the original site that they had, and you know the the whole feature on the the Hulk Hogan and the wrestling boot band and. You know, they're saying, oh, it has, you know, Jimmy Hart singing with a clothespin on his nose, you know, <laughs> totally. with the, we are the beach patrol, and then you're like, yeah. like, who, who thinks this is a good idea? <laughs> yeah, well, also, 
but there, the song sort of contradicts each other because it's you know, um, when I was walking down the beach looking for some action. Okay, so first of all, the guy's listening to a rap rock station, which those stations don't exist. Actually, you don't. There is not a station that you can actually dial up to yeah, rap rock. Yeah, and, and especially in, in 1995, I don't think there was either. <laughs> right. But then there's a line, whoop, there it is, whoop, there it is, you'll be six feet deep if you touch my girlfriend. So, like, there are these chill dudes patrolling the beach, and then they're going to kill you if you... Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? This is some fucking roid rage. Yeah, and they want to and they wanna, and they wanna party, you know? And it's they like... want, then they want to party. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, what then, do you want to do? Do you want to the... kill me, or do you want to party with me, you know? Yeah, yeah on, make up your fucking pick, mile. Yeah, pick, pick one. <laughs> Right, right. And then, for, for me, the thing was um, taking the idea of, okay, so you have a song called Bad to the Bone, which, you know, most people know the song by George Thurgood, right. Bad to the Bone. You know, yeah, they didn't, maybe Jimmy didn't realize that. It's like, oh, you know, Hulk, I'm going to write my own song called Bad to the Bone, and maybe you can play bass on it. So for me, like I said, I wanted to redo Bad to the Bone, make it like this kind of prod rock Stevie Wonder thing. But then I wanted to make Beach Patrol sound like George Thurgood's Bad to the Bone. You know, it was... Yeah, yeah, because I, I was disappointed on on the original album. You know, you say, oh, Bad to the Bone. I thought it was going to be, you know, Hulk singing, you know, Bad to the Bone. <laughs> I mean, come on. How, I mean, like, how good... I mean, like how Sam Kinison redid Wild Thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, like Hulk Hogan doing Bad to the Bone could be hysterical. It could be awesome. You know, yeah, and then it was like, oh wait, no, it's just a song called "Bad to the Bone." Nothing related to the other song. No, nothing related to the other songs, and Hulk's not singing it, and there's motorcycles revving, and then it's over. Yeah, like, you know, right, it's, that's it's, it. Okay, all right, next song. <laughs> right, right, and then and then and then his wife is singing about how he's the one, and then you know, obviously, we look back at this now, and we know that. They are that divorced. Was not true. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, and 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 uh, it, I don't. Maybe, you know, Bob. Maybe it's maybe it's the context of it, and maybe we we have such um, the, the culture outside wrestling is, is almost as pervasive. It's like as much as we love wrestling, we also love not loving it yeah <laughs> we we love you know? just, we love picking it uh, and i think that's what a lot of people do they love picking things like this apart and complaining about it which is what right yeah 95 percent of the wrestling fans in the wrestling community do is just bitch and complain about uh everything out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, which yeah is, which is which true. And, I, mean, and, I do the same thing you do the same thing i mean it's of course it's inevitable i mean that you know when i was complaining before you know i can't sit through you know three hours of a, of a Raw, I mean, I'll sit here and complain about that, and we'll find something three to hours. complain about. <laughs> right, right. But I, I it's, uh, I, I, in a way, I don't know, I, I, do you think, because I, I hate thinking that we're like old fuddy-duddies, <laughs> you know, in the way that you, 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 look at Jim, you look at Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, who is awesome, is very much, you know, back in my day. Yeah. You know, and um, I I don't want to be that guy. And that's why when I look sometimes back at the past, as much as I, you know, my God, as much as I revere Mick Foley, he's probably my all-time favorite, um, I can't say everything that happened in that area 
in that era was great. Obviously, there was some shitty stuff. Right. But then, but then there was some really weird stuff like Hulk Rules. You know, sort of the whole, the whole period of that time. Let's not take away um, of of that. There's the great matches. There's the really stupid dated shit, yeah. and then there's the weird shit. You know, then there's then there's um, you know, Cactus Jack. You know, when Mankind was doing the Chef Boyardee commercials, yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there is stuff that you would look back on and be like, "What is this? Who thought this was a good idea?" And yeah, but it's not necessarily bad. It like. Okay, yeah, like, it's it's nothing August. it's nothing offensive or anything that you're gonna it's fucked up. Yeah, that you're just gonna be like, that's just weird. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just fuck. It's just weird choices, and yeah. and obviously, wrestling has always had this, you know, cross promotional thing with with Hollywood or with uh, you know the NFL with you know L you know Lawrence Taylor and 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 Mike Tyson, but. Some of these choices are just so weird <laughs> that it, 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 it's it's beyond it's beyond good and evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's in a category of its own at that point. Where like like you say, you don't want to be you know. Oh, back in my day, you know, everything was great. It was the the best time, and and well, yeah. yes. I mean, you think that way for for certain things, and I guess that's just how people are, and you're guaranteed to. You know, think back of you know your you know heyday of you know watching everything, and definitely mm-hmm. that's gonna <clears throat> sit you know fondly with you compared to you know anybody who's like a kid now or a teenager or something that's watching it now and and thinks it's amazing. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. back in my day, you know, it was so much better. We had all these guys and and this and that, and then. You don't want to, like I say, you don't want to be that guy, but it, it, it will yeah. be. <laughs> it's going to come out at some well, point. It's going to come out at some point, but I guess what I'm trying to think about is historical context. For me, you said you kind of fell off around, what, 2003, 2004? Yeah. You said? Yeah. So for me, yeah, I, I would say it's the same thing. Um, when the Rock and... Was it Rock and Hogan, WrestleMania? Was that 2003 or was that 2002? That was 2002. That was, yeah, that was 18. Okay. To me, that was... That was when the circle was completed for the first... Because I was just thinking... uh, This is it. This this is Hulk coming back. Yeah, because that was... Yeah, because, I mean, that was right after, you know, with the whole WCW goes out of business, the... Yeah. The failed invasion, then they bring in the NWO after that, and you finally mm-hmm. get, you know, Hulk back, you get him and The Rock, and, you know, it was this, you know, amazing moment after that, then it was kind of like, yeah. like you said, it was after that, it was like, alright, now, now what? And <laughs> where, yeah. do you, where do you go from here? I think it's really interesting that you and I agree on that, and that I was, you know, I have some of my friends, we, we talk, we, we, we sort of feel the same way. It's not... It's not like that happened and we just stopped watching the next week, but we gradually, you know, yeah, over we didn't, we weren't, we weren't, yeah, you, okay, you miss, you know, a week here and there, yeah, and the next thing you know, okay, you're watching, 
you know, bits and pieces, and then next thing you know, it's every other week, it's, you know, once a month, and then you just kind of but then, forget about it. <laughs> right, but then, oh, Chris Benoit dies, and you're like, Jesus Christ, you know, then you, these things just pull you in such deep ways, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 you, it's yeah, something comes out in the news or something like that, and you're like, okay, all right, so I'll, all right, I'll, I'll tune in, I'll, I'll watch it for, you know this week and i had a couple of bits and pieces like that during my time when i wasn't watching where you know either somebody said oh you know this guy's gonna you know come back so okay i turned it on for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I turned it on for like a week totally. and then was like eh, okay and then kind of forgot about it again and then a friend of mine you know got was like oh i'm gonna get tickets you know for SummerSlam." Was like do you want to go mm. and i was like yeah sure okay this was in uh 2007 uh, mm-hmm. went to SummerSlam at the Continental Airlines Arena at the time. And so, you know, I kind of watched the few weeks, you know, leading up to it, because I wasn't really into it at the time. Went to the show, yeah. it was alright, kind of watched, like, the week or two after, but still kind of fell off again. It was like, it wasn't, I mean, for me, I don't know why it fascinated me so much. It was right before the Royal Rumble in 2011 when I saw that uh, that Booker T was coming back for the Rumble and Kevin Nash was going to be in it uh, mm. as coming in as Diesel and for whatever uh, reason yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> for whatever reason yeah. that kind of like kickstarted my my brain and I was like oh really okay cool so I found at that time like some bootleg you know stream you know online to because I wasn't going to certainly pay for the for the pay-per-view. <laughs> I found some mm-hmm. bootleg stream yeah, on some yeah, website sure. and and watched it and I was like I was like okay, you know, kind of got the ball rolling and then from there, you know, maybe not watching every week, but then progressively got back into it from from that point and then, sure. you know, since then, then some of my friends who we're watching it, you know, when we were growing up, started getting back into it. So then, you know, we get some people together, you know, to hang out, to get, you know, watch the pay-per-views and stuff at that time when you still had to order sure. them. And then, you know, kind of went from there. So it's, it, it's, it's weird how it kind of goes in cycles with a lot of people where it's like, you, exactly. you, you watch for a long time, you, you kind of need that break in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know there's people out there that have, you know, been watching it, you know, for decades, so, I mean... They've never stopped, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's dedication. <laughs> but I'm totally with you, man. That's why, recently, um, I've been, you know, the last couple of months I've been really back into Raw, um, because uh, <laughs> Tuesday nights my wife goes to yoga and I have to watch my kids, so I don't really have a chance to watch wrestling. <laughs> so, Mondays are sort of my time. Um, but I'm really into... I, I, my friend Chris and I were talking about how when, when CM Punk had his, the pipe bomb, that was such a fucking huge moment, and that was definitely a before and after moment, and you just knew that he was a huge inspiration to the to the new breed of people coming up, right? New fans and new wrestlers. I think we can look now at Becky Lynch right now and say she's going to be the 
catalyst to, to a lot of women wrestlers coming up. Right, now. yeah. yeah. It, more so than anybody, and because that's where the story is, and that's that's the most interesting story that 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 you know between her and Nia and and, and Ronda, you know, that's and it makes you think: is that going to be the first? You know, main of, you know, is that going to be the main event in WrestleMania? You know, right, we, yeah, we that's what everybody so. was, that was the rumors kind of saying that, oh, you know, they were happy with, you know, the feedback, you know, it was getting, and could it be the first, you know, female uh, main event? I think it is, and, and I hope it is, because such a, that, that's such a fucking cool moment, man. Like, think about, it, it, it's just one of those great, it's, it's Hulk and Andre, it's, <clears throat> It's all coming with 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 Austin. It's all these yeah, great they moments. Have, they have good chemistry together. It's a great, and, yeah. You know, and then even while they're not, you know, feuding on TV, you know, they're going back and forth on Twitter and you know mm-hmm. social media. You know, you know, throwing some you know right. digs at each other <laughs> and everything, well, which, which keeps it interesting. Right, but then, and not only does it keep it interesting, but you know, you have the story between it's it's. When you had Rock and Austin, it wasn't just Rock and Austin, but man, Mick was a huge part. Then you had Hunter. Yeah, you, yeah, you split it up into these different. You had your main story, but then it was split off in the yeah. meantime, and then and then it kind of fell back together again. And and I that's what I'm feeling now from the women's division. I I mean it's just it's just I find it very interesting, and. So when I'm watching wrestling now, as, as much as I can just appreciate the story, I, I don't know if, if you feel about this, but we can get wrapped into, into the athleticism and the story, but you can watch it from a detached point of being like, oh, that's what they're doing. Oh, that's what's happening. You know, you can you can almost watch it from a director's or from a writer's point of view. Because we know, because we know a lot about the business, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. like I said, I mean, from you know, watching it for for so long, and for you know, getting all these you know bits, uh, tidbits, and you know, the quote unquote you know inside information <laughs> over the years of yeah. of being on the internet. You know, you feel like you have that you know extra knowledge compared to you know growing up. When you were just, you know, watching the stuff on, on TV, not really having any knowledge of, you know, what goes on uh, backstage with everybody, and you know, who's, you know, feuding with who, you know, behind the stage, who doesn't get along, who's, right. you know, yeah. who's causing trouble <laughs> back who, there. Well, but who's who's the booker, and who, you right. know, what is a booker, and and I also it's interesting because um, as a as a musician. Are you, are you a musician? I am not yeah. anywhere near a musician, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, in, in any kind of, I guess in any kind of job or, or profession, there's, you know, there's slang, right? I yeah. mean, so for us, it's, you know, do you, instead of, do you want to go improvise? Do you want to go jam? Or, you know, instead of saying, what equipment do you have? You know, what's in your rig? You know, things like that. Right. The, the, the slang of wrestling it's so interesting, right? It's, it's how we talk. Right, yeah. Once you're in the know. And I didn't talk like that when I was, even when I was like 24 or whatever, when I was still in wrestling. You, you, you just knew these characters, and that was just the story. But now as we get into it and we get older, 
we can watch it from a totally different standpoint. And all those sayings and stuff like that, it makes sense to you. It's the, the vocabulary. It's just it's it's a deeper love for it. My, I mean, for me, my love of wrestling is. I don't know if it's greater than it's ever been, but it's deeper than it's ever been. I think it's it's a different type, I guess. It's a different type of love, I guess <laughs> you could say. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, le- at least mm-hmm. for me. Uh, anyway, while I'm not, you know, in love with, you know, the, the some of the stuff with, you know, the current stuff these days, I don't see myself really at this point, you know, backing off again. And you know, falling off mm-hmm. and and stopping, you know, watching or keeping up with things these days. Maybe it's just because of how much information is readily available now. You know, with okay, if I I don't need to watch the shows, you know, every week I can keep up with okay, what goes on online, read about it, watch clips, sure. and sure. and then in the meantime, other than that, you know, go back to some classic stuff in the meantime, or listen to, you know, yeah. people talk about the, you know, classic stuff and events. I, I'm totally with you. I, I, I'm with you a thousand percent. And while you're saying that, I'm thinking really the main thing that I'm missing that I'm not, that it's so weird is, um, is Jim Ross. I miss Jr. Yeah. I think if Jr. if Jr. was still calling Raw, I think um, whatever that continuum to in, in the, it, in the it, same it way would, that uh, yeah, it would kind of loop back together again. <laughs> it would loop back did, together yeah. again. Well, like you know, I look at uh, you know, uh, I'm from Los Angeles. Okay, so Ben Scully was the called Los Angeles Dodgers forever, right? He all that he was the voice of the Dodgers, right? You know, Harry Carey was the voice of the Cubs. You know, for a lot of us, Jr. is the voice of WWF. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think that could be a. I, I miss that. I think that could. I I think that could have been a healthy thing. I mean, it, maybe it still could be. I don't know. I don't know what what his, what his deal is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those it, types it's of your, things, you, like you said, yeah. it's you get used. It's that familiar voice. That you know yeah. makes makes you feel at peace, you know inside. You know, you'll mm-hmm. hear it and you're like, oh, everything's gonna be okay. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. Well, guy, and on that point, I mean, some people are great on the mic, right? Effortlessly great on the mic, and then maybe it's just because we've smartened up or we're older, we can see people thinking on the mic, right? Versus. Man, The Rock and Stone Cold, they yeah. never thought. It was just, it, it was... Just or, flowed, man, yeah. It, it just... It just flowed. It, fucking, it was like, I remember this just one promo. It was uh, Billy Gunn was in the ring. Rock came out, and like Billy Gunn was just like laying on the ropes. And The Rock talked for about five minutes, and it was like fucking Hamlet, man. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> it, was, it was just so smooth. I mean, that was... The, it was so smooth, yeah. And, it was you know, just, just you know, go out there. Okay, this is what you need to you know. These are your main points. Just let it through. You know, it's not you know a script. And okay, uh, what did I forget to say? Or there's there's, there's no hesitation. Say? Yeah, yeah. You just go right through because you're just kind of going on the fly 
with everything, letting yeah. it go through, not saying, okay, here's your here's your script, here's your promo you have to memorize and go yeah. out there. I mean, I know for me, I don't, I that'd be tough for me to go out there and try to, you know. Oh God, <laughs> no fucking way! And I mean, and I perform, yeah. You know, but I, I mean, they don't even say um. No, yeah. <laughs> and which. I mean, I, I like Elias, actually, and I like the fact that he plays guitar. I was thinking that's pretty cool. Um, but you can also see that that shit's worked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Alexa Bliss actually was making me laugh because I, she's just a bitch, and I actually feel that from her character. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and part of her character is to really... It's like a Kardashian. She's, she's actually like... She's rehearsed what she wants to say because she's synthetic. Yeah. And I, I find that interesting. But I, I guess because uh, we, we, we know so much about the backstory, we, we know what to look for. And maybe when I, if I'm going back, and maybe you feel the same way, when we're going back and checking out old shit, we drop that. We can just appreciate it. Just we tap into that initial love. So when I, vis-a-vis, <laughs> when I listen to the Hulk rules or when I want to redo the Hulk rules, it's like, right, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like I, I, I can't, like, I, I have Hulkamaniac, you know, I have the Hulk shirt. Like, there was a time where I thought this guy, where I would watch matches in my, in my house. You know, I'd be sitting in front of my TV and Hulk would be losing and my dad would be like, I don't know, man. I think we should do it this time. <laughs> right, yeah. And I would, I would be like, I'd be like, oh, my God, the Hulk is going to lose. You're like, oh, no, no, <laughs> come like, on. You can do it. You can come back. No, no, you, you can, can do it. And, yeah, with, with every fiber of my fucking being. And, you know, so if I'm listening to this album, you know, and, and, and me, I, like, I mean, I guess in some karmic way or some psychological way, I'm trying to tap back into that love that I think we get as wrestling fans from, from other parts, you know, from, from digging back into older stuff or watching new stuff with that sort of hypercritical sense, you know, we're, we're always trying to get back to that initial feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you, you know, a hundred percent, you know, on that end, you know, we're, I'm still holding out hope, you know, for the, you know, the follow up album to the, the Hulk rules, but you know, every... <laughs> well, be a man, man. Randy, Randy's album, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was another. Uh, do you have any plans to to go through the the Macho <laughs> Man's album and uh, and re-record well, actually, that one? You know what? I don't. But you know the one my friend Marianne, um, Marianne Piccolo. She's she's a huge wrestling fan too, and we well, I, I might do some of the Hulk Rules album live because I have some friends who are really into my album and, and also into wrestling and that could be fun but if I was to do another one I would actually have to redo the first wrestling album with you know Land of a Thousand Dances oh, and yeah, Don't Go yeah. Messing With a Country yeah. Boy because I fucking love that record <laughs> I, it's such I and mean, I got I got I still have it on cassette I bought it the day it came out um it's and a I tough think I be... like the I mean it's a, it's a toss up. I like the the pile driver album a lot too. The, uh... Is that with stand back and that and yes, right? Yes, and... yes, yes. Because I have the that... um, I have the the VHS tape of the videos uh, from oh, that wow. album too, which I I bought that off of eBay at some point years ago. 
you know, so. so did did it, that have the Slammy Awards performance too with Vince? Uh, not on that tape, but I have, I bought a bootleg tape off of eBay at one point too of the 87 Slammy Awards with that performance, so. <laughs> God damn, man, that, that performance is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was different that, that kind of the weird time when I yeah I I bought a shit ton of of tapes off of eBay, you know. Did you really? Back in you know the early two thousands, like mm. all this stuff of like I was you know collecting all these tapes and I was buying all the old you know Coliseum videos mm. and stuff. And then this was before I guess anybody really was like monitoring what people were selling on eBay, so a lot of these tapes I got, like, the slams and stuff, were just pretty much copies of what people recorded off of TV. You know, I thought that they were like, oh, legitimate, you know, tapes, but it was just, like, copies on, you know, a blank VHS tape <laughs> of, of <laughs> right, stuff like right. that. That was, like, that was before anybody, you know, on eBay really was monitoring what was being bought and sold and <laughs> legitimate. Yeah, yeah, legally. Yeah, so... But I do have that. Yeah, we we got we got to get together. We got we're both in Jersey. I got I want to see some of that shit. We got to get together. Yeah, I mean, I have. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I bought a whole bunch of the, like the old videos, and I sold a whole bunch of them. But I still have a, a really? good uh, a good uh, stockpile still. I mean, the majority of them are the ones I said before of the old, you know, Raws and Nitros and stuff that were recorded off mm-hmm. of. Uh, of TV with all the <laughs> commercials and stuff intact, so that that, that yeah, would, would be interesting I would love to, to go see through. Them. Yeah, I, I, it's it's such a, it, it's it's um, it, I I wonder if people these days realize just how huge wrestling was between I don't know. Nine, I guess ninety eight and two thousand one. I, I don't know what, what what would you say the cutoff was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody usually says you know the two thousand one after you know WCW went under and you know mm. WrestleMania. And everybody always says you know WrestleMania seventeen with Rock and Austin was like the end of the you know the Attitude Era, like the official yeah, like so. stuff there. I mean, and then. But it could kind of go to, like, when you said, like, the Rockin' Hogan, you know, at WrestleMania yeah. the year after that. And then that was, like, kind of, what? like, the last huge moment, you know, at the time. And then it was kind of uh, going yeah. down from there. Well, I think also, right, no, I, I 100%. But also the idea of, you know, right now you have people like Ronda Rousey. You know, she was popular in, in one area and then she became popular in this wrestling area but stone cold and the rock and hulk and even like the fucking steiners and undertaker and vader you know they're on talk shows they're on the tonight show fucking the rock hosted snl millions of, you know few yeah, times yeah. that the context of that within wrestling um it, it was like a it was it, like a it was a mainstream level yeah. Like, while it's not still the same, I don't know if it's more mainstream now, but it was kind of like a different type of mainstream, if that makes any sense. That at that point, you know, when you're like on talk shows and stuff, and you know, hosting Saturday Night Live, I mean, yeah. that was kind of like the big deal, 
at the time. <clears throat> and while it's kind of more mainstream in a way now, too, it's it's like two different types of mainstream. I don't know if that really makes sense, but... It, it does, it does, absolutely. I mean, also, but like right now, you can watch a zillion types of wrestlings on so many different mediums. Then you really had... I mean, I don't want to say that ECW didn't count. It certainly did. Fucking rad shit. <laughs> but most of... If you weren't on the Northeast, you know, you weren't... You didn't know it as yeah, much. Yeah, and that's that's the rap that the guess, you know, which was like, you know, having to stay up till, you know, 1, 2 in the morning to yeah. you know, watch it on MSG. <clears throat> or, yeah. you know, half the time was either, you know, you had to... You know, set your VCR to record it if you weren't staying up yeah. that late. Or <clears throat> it would yeah. usually be if I was, you know, staying over at a friend's house or something, you'd probably be up, you know, at that time. And that would be the only time you'd, you know, get your, you know, your super crazy fix, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. See, who's who's flying oh. off of a table this week? Yeah, right. And, yeah, Salmon comes out fucking literally smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, how... That's not going to happen now yeah. in any fucking way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, do you think that? Do you think that those? I wonder if that colors how guys like you and I and, and people of our generation. If that colors how we feel about it now, how unconsciously we're going to compare it. I would. I would think this, so. I think as much as you try not to compare it, I think you're you're always. Deep down, you know, comparing it to to stuff like that. Hmm. I guess it's, I guess yeah, it's just like yeah. I said. It's you don't want to be that guy, you know that. <laughs> you don't well, want to be Jim Cornette. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not coming out and and explicitly saying it all the time. I think deep down, you like you see somebody on TV come out and you're like, oh, you know, well, it was a lot cooler when you know this guy did it, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you're like, oh well, I guess that's the way things are these days, and <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, I could probably go down and say there's maybe ten things that I really don't like. Like, I don't, I, I never like breaking a match for a commercial. I mean, that's just, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people didn't like that, and I, I miss Jr. I, I, um, um. I think some of the commentary can be very inconsistent in terms of, you know, you, you need to have, I, I like how they're doing the three announcers. I think that's pretty cool. But then they, each one of them, each person has to have a different standpoint. You know, right, Michael yeah. Cole has to be, he can't, he has to be down the middle. Then you have your baby face and your heel. Right. I'm not getting that all the time. And yeah, yeah it's I, kind of all over the place at times for certain, yeah. certain heels, you know, some people like, and they don't, it's like, not like the old days with, you know, JR and the King, you know. Oh man, the King was such, yeah, he was so you know, great. The King is gonna favor the heels, you know, no matter what, yeah. and JR's always on the babyface side. And it, it, it worked. It, it, it absolutely worked, and I think, but then, but then you also have other wrestlers who are really tapping into that, and that makes you really excited. You right. know, I, I, yeah. I think I think having Baron and, and Alexa Bliss to me, and even I, I, I got to say, I, I have uh, to me, Nia Jax is like the wild card. You know, she's she's not it. She's not going to be your 
star. She's not going to be the number one. <clears throat> but goddamn, she's in terms of a storyline. She's your best supporting actress, right? She's yeah, kick <clears throat> like so, yeah, especially at this point, you know, after you know, busting uh, you know Becky Lynch in the face. I mean, sure, by, yeah, I mean, on, by accident, and that just built your story right there, and you weren't even planning on it. So it's That's, a nice see, okay, fallback. So, yeah, yeah, and on that point, I said I don't mean to cut you off, but my friend was saying how, in some ways, you could look at the obviously obvious parallel of of Becky Lynch getting cracked in the face of, uh, you know, you know, Austin passing out against Brett. Yeah. You know, and maybe for, you know, you and I could be like, ah, no, it was different. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that different. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's true. It's, uh, it's similar in a way, and it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of a new take on the yeah. the older stuff there. So it's, it's interesting to see, you know, how things play out and you know we'll have our opinions on you know both sides <laughs> of everything you know well yeah there's some stuff today that we like there's some things that we don't like so it's just well, who's in who's in who's in your all-time top five i'm just curious uh i'd say austin uh probably Shawn michaels mm. hogan uh, Brett and Rock, I would say. Yeah, great workers, great talkers. Yeah, yeah. Out of, I'd say out of, out of the guys that I was, you know, big fans of, you know, growing up. Sean is so strange because, you know, in a way, he got the shaft. Because he, you know, him bowing out after WrestleMania, right before the Attitude Era hit, you yeah. know. He he was the bridge, you know, and because of that, people forget that he might have been, might have been the best worker, certainly of the nineties, but right. maybe of all time. I mean, him and Flair. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, you missed out on that that chunk there, you know, while he was out, you know, which was kind of like the what if, you know, if he was in there, what would have happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. I um Hogan's always my number one. Junkyard Dog was the guy that I first like I really loved that guy. <laughs> I thought he was so so fun. Uh definitely Mick Foley. Absolutely a huge um guy for him. I love him. Jericho and um I mean I could definitely I could probably go back and see like the British Bulldog. Yeah. But man, when, but when the Hardy Boys were on, my God, man, oh, yeah. the Hardy Boys, yeah. Were fucking yeah, it's tough, yeah, to pick uh, that you know that top five of, yeah. of guys there because it's kind of like I, rotating because it's like depending on your mood and and everything, you know, it's hard to keep track of. Okay, who do you you have kind of like your your top ones that are going to be there no matter what? Then kind of like those last few spots are kind of you know. Rotating, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like it's not like, a f- <laughs> but again, like it's weird. Like those are the guys that I think of. But then I think of Austin and Rock's high points, and they like I go crazy when when Austin would give a stutter and then he crawled down on the floor and right. his face next yeah. to you. I mean, my God, that's <laughs> the greatest shit ever. And the Rock, 
the the Rock versus Jericho, Jericho's debut. I mean, my God, that's just oh yeah, one of the best moments. Uh, there. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like some it's like the classic moments from like Pulp Fiction or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's that <laughs> you know, and and I you I would hope that the pipe bomb, you know, I guess that would be the most obvious high spot, you know, high, best promo since. Yeah. You know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, one of the most, you know, quote-unquote, you know, realistic promos, uh, I guess. I mean, that's kind of the one that stands out out of everything in yeah. uh, in recent years. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, I, I, yeah. Yeah, you can... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is? Check it out, dude. Like, I was, so I was at this thing, this, this you know, I was saying the best there ever was, and I go in there, and I'm I talking to the host, and, and we're having a, just a great time, and there's not a lot of people at the show, but everybody is, you know, we're all tuned in, we're all talking, talking to talk, and it just reminds me, like, it's like if you were into like some like bizarre porn, or <laughs> like you really like, and then you walk into a room and like everybody's into the same shit yeah, and they yeah. know more about it than you. It's 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 all you're going to talk about because you're so excited to talk about it with somebody. Yeah, and yeah. it's and you, it's you not. Can, it's like you said, you can go on and on for you know hours uh <laughs> with everything I mean, we can we can keep going on here you know with, yeah you know debating We're, you know current stuff past stuff stuff in the middle you know that <clears throat> that some of us either one of us might have not been you know watching you know at the right. time i mean it's 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 amazing the the amount of content like we said, that's out there today and in the past that you can cover, you know, and talk about, you know, while we, you know, the backbone of everything, you know, was the Hulkster here and, and the legendary album, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. It, yeah. And how it morphs well, but, off no, but, of that. But to your, no, to your point, though, like, you know, it's 15 years ago when I first heard that album, which, as you mentioned, most of us, didn't hear the album at the time we found out about it later um that obsession never went away so of course anything around that is it's never going to go away either <clears throat> yeah. you know it's, it's going to come in the way that this Hulk rules album just came back for me with a vengeance <laughs> <laughs> with with like i had to make this album yeah you know, the, the correlation would be like, wow, fuck, of course, now I have to start watching SmackDown, and then I need to start watching, taping all this shit. It's yeah. all part of the same <laughs> continuum. I mean, I would say for, for my album, it's it's more, um, I guess other people, you know, like you've done it, you, know, you have a podcast, and, and other people are, are writing more, you know, and, and maybe some people are are doing other stuff. Maybe some people are training to become wrestlers or they're trained, they're taking lessons on how to do better promos. Who knows what they're doing for me? Since I'm a musician, this was my way of expressing of, it. Of, yeah. I, I have to say, and, and I, I probably could have done something like, you know, written great songs about Owen Hart and Savage and Mr. Perfect. I, you know, I could have written, songs about people who aren't here and wrestlers who I 
have a lot of love for and that could have been a great thing but that wasn't where my that wasn't where my poll yeah, I, I think you my made the, was, i think you made the right choice with the well thanks with the, with the hulk rules i mean that that's something that like you said people you know might not know about it and know that it's out there but now you you gave it a new life and a new way of uh, expressing it uh, for everybody, and and you have to let me know if you end up taking the the show on tour, you know, with the Hope <laughs> Rules album. I gotta I gotta come and check it out to, to, yeah, to hear it live uh, out there. So what what's next for you after this uh, after this legendary album? You're just gonna record some other uh, non Hulk Hogan uh, albums, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I have other stuff. I have a, I have an instrumental album that I'm that I'm finishing up and I'm always doing gigs, you know, stuff and on my band camp I have a ton of my albums, Jesse Crackout Bandcamp. Um I, I do a lot of tribute stuff, um, live. As far as the um what I'm gonna do next, I don't know. I mean I don't know, Bobby, maybe I'll have to run some shit by you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all, I'm always yeah. up into ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll think it over. We'll we'll brainstorm and maybe uh <laughs> come up with something. I mean I, I I'm I'm not lying that I, I probably would love to do the first wrestling album, but you know yeah. maybe maybe there's other things. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe maybe redoing, you know the Degeneration X theme. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, maybe you know, take it uh a little bit at a time, and maybe, you know, maybe do one song here and there, you know, off of the album, and it, then let it kind of flow eventually. Right, as ebb and flow, like our love of wrestling, you know. Yeah, I guess does right. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad, it's, not, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's a fun, it's a it's a it's a weird idea, but it's not a bad. Idea. Yeah, no, definitely. But I hey, I appreciate you coming on the the show and hanging out and and talking oh, yeah. about the 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 wonders of the world of wrestling over the years and and it's actually it's been a while for me since I've done a a wrestling related uh, uh show so it's it's a nice uh difference and and something out there that I think you know people will enjoy and especially once they hear you know your rendition of the 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 Hulk Rules album, I think, uh, we'll we'll keep spreading the good word for you and tell people to you know check it out and you know tell their friends, have them tell their friends, and you know get people you know talking about the the Hulkster in the house. <laughs> the Hulkster in the house. Well, I appreciate it, Bob. It's really really awesome talking with you, man. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to do it hang? again, and you know we'll uh, we'll be in touch and brainstorm some ideas and <laughs> see what we yeah. can get <laughs> and at the very least let's watch some you know some fucking nitro from 98 or something there we go yeah exactly <laughs> exactly all right well, well jesse thanks again for coming on and, and hanging out and we'll uh we'll see you down the road yeah bob we'll talk to you man thank you <laughs> all so right. much dude all right. thanks man i did all right cheers thank you bye Is U.S. great? If you mess with the flag, it's like slap in the face. Oh yeah, he's made in America. A real America is made.
America, he's American, American made. Stars and stripes run through his veins. He's a real American. He was born and raised the American way. Fight for the rights of everyone. He was the heart of his country. On his sleeve, 